It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bonners. G'day, Bushy. This is episode 11, Bushy, of the 8 for 52 podcast, the famous 8 for 52 podcast, and I'm back, baby. What did you do? Did you get um, a reprieve from the International well, Cricket you, Council? You're telling everyone that I'm suspended. You were suspended. For the... By what? the ICC. You were bleeped out. For my out. bleeped out comment. In episode, uh, what was that? Uh, nine, yeah. Yeah, well, I said what I thought and then... Suspended. back on it, we uh, had to bleep it out to get it out and uh, and, and, and we did that. Uh, but I, just for all you listeners who were concerned and shared your concern with me <laughs> over DM and Insta, uh, I wasn't actually suspended. That was Bushy just stitching me up. So as a, you know, thank you for all your kind messages. He was, at, he was on a work trip. Yeah, that's was. much less exciting than being suspended that's by right. the ICC. That's right. That's right. So Speaking you, of Insta. Yeah, you can DM us on Insta. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of them. And uh, you can always email us as well. We've got a couple of emails, a few emails. Not as popular as Insta, but a few emails. What's our email, Bushy? Well, uh, it's Email's a bit like Facebook, I guess. It's like old technology. Yeah. Email, though, you can use it. It is podcast852 at acloud.com. Yeah, and we've got a great episode coming up, Bushy, episode 11, coming up to the end of the second over. Very exciting episode. What about our, uh, what about our global fans, Bushy? I'd love, love to hear this. I don't know if anyone else does, but I really enjoy hearing where we're, uh, where we're popular and where we're not. Maybe what people enjoy me butchering city names around the world because I'm going to do that again this week. We're going to the Rugby World Cup champions and qualifiers in the semifinals of the World Cup. New Cricket? Zealand. Incorrect. Oh, rugby oh. World Cup. I'm not a big rugby fan, Bushy. Uh, it's okay. There are plenty of rugby fans that also like the cricket, and they'll know that South Africa. Uh. Now, we really need Martin Kutsia back in, one of our previous guests, because I am going to butcher these names. But we'll go through it. We've got listeners in South Africa all over the place, all over the map. Uh, Durban. Mm-hmm. I can pronounce that one. Kraufontein. Mm-hmm. Come again. Kra- it's got two A's. It's like Aaron. Kraufontein. <laughs> Cape Town. Got that one covered. Van der Bilkpark. Mm. There's a J and an L in that Careful one. with that one. Peter Maritzburg. Goodness me. I've no idea where you're doing well or not here. Nah, well, I found out last week I was doing terribly because right. I was instantly messaged about how poor I did in India. Thank you to all these people for listening. And, and Jay Berg, of course. Johannesburg. We've got listeners in South Africa there. There we have it. That's the South African uh, listeners. Thanks Beautiful. for listening in. Beautiful, yeah. Thank you from Botters as well. And, of course, we've got outs and ins coming up. We're going to cover all last week's games, and there were some really good ones amongst them, Bushy. And ins and outs, of course. We've got some big games this weekend. Not as many as we do have usually. I think there's only five because the Cowley Cricket Club Corporate Sixes is on this weekend at KCC. Bushy, we're, we're going to be down here. We're going to be DJing, actually. Court jesters. Court jesters. We'll be uh, side announcing. We'll be the uh, ground announcers. I've been told I've got to be down here at 7.15 on Saturday morning. Uh, good luck to you. I'll be at 7.15 at Tinkwong Road Recreation oh Ground where God. something else uh, is coming up this weekend and that's why there's no games over there as well. Anyway, smaller ins and outs because of that. No KCC teams playing at all this weekend. We've got plenty to chat about in Sky Plaza Road, of course. 220 World Cup qualifiers Bushy and I will give our view of, uh, well, what happened. And what might need to happen going forward. We'll cover that in Sky Plaza Road. And Women's All-Stars, I just mentioned it. This weekend, long weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's not a long weekend public holiday. It's a long weekend of cricket. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Women's T20 All-Stars is on at Tinkwong Road. And a special one. First time ever, as far as I'm aware, international players coming in to the Women's All-Stars. We're going to cover that in at the end of ins and outs as well. You've got any exclusives around that? I've got something very exclusive coming up in Sky Plaza Road where... 
there's an international T20 women's tournament coming up here in Hong Kong next week, starting next Wednesday. Oh, brilliant. So that's an exclusive. I've got the names of the countries that are coming. Listen in at Sky Plaza Road for that one. Absolutely brilliant. A couple of other things we want to touch on, Bushy. A couple of important things. November. Yep, I've got mine on already. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's going well. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Movember, very important. Uh, apart from my silly moustache, it is a very important uh, thing. We're raising money for mental health, uh, men's mental health, and there's a few players in, out there in the Hong Kong cricket land doing it. I know Chico from KCC is doing it. I've already donated to him. Uh, yeah, there's a number of players from KCC. They've all got together to do it, and as you say, it is... Uh it's not something to joke about. It is a very, very important cause and something we would ask everyone to contribute to, men's mental health. Jaden Botfield's doing it, Chico, as you mentioned. There's many others. And, uh, and we're, uh, at the 8 for 52 podcast, we want to try to help you raise as much money as you can. So if you, if you send us your links, we'll post it up on our Instas. We'll, uh, you know, because we've got listeners everywhere around the world. We're yep. very, very popular here at the 8 for 52 podcast. Probably more popular than you guys are individually, exactly. I'd say. So give us it, give DM us, us on Instagram or email the podcast 852 at iCloud.com. Let us know that you are raising money for Movember here in Hong Kong and we'll give you not only a shout-out on the Insta, but we'll call it, give you a shout-out next week on the podcast as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Very important course. And speaking of moustaches, mm. otherwise known as sleep straighters, mm. we found a very, very cool mm-hmm. YouTube channel this week, didn't we? Didn't we indeed. Which has a very big Hong Kong cricket link. Didn't we indeed? Avir Thakur and his cooking channel. It's outstanding stuff, the young man, isn't it? Yeah, a young junior player from Hong Kong Cricket Club, Avir Thakur. He messaged us earlier in the podcast. He called him out. And I found it. I was watching, uh, looking at Instagram. We follow each other at Instagram. And I saw he did a little Instagram story about his cooking channel on YouTube. And you've been checking it out. I have been. I've watched a lot of them. It's fantastic. That cake he made during the week was fantastic. You get everything. You get the little instructions, how many tablespoons of of stuff to put in and eggs and whatever and mix it up and put it away. And it comes out beautiful. He's doing a wonderful job. There was a samosa uh, one as there well. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one I'm I interested in. I haven't cooked that one yeah, yet. I, I haven't cooked anything. Maybe we, um, maybe we need a cooking segment on the podcast. Uh, it'll be odd given it's an audio, not a visual. It's, uh, maybe we have to be on YouTube and film it. when We'll get a there on the show, I reckon, one time when we've got some spare time. We'll get parental permission, yeah, oh, of yeah. course. You have to ask his mum dad. No, it's worth exploring. And if you want to check out Avia Thacker's uh, YouTube cooking channel. I've got the link. It's at Cooking with Avia. A V E R. All right, awesome. Well, I already follow it, so I don't need to know that. But everyone out there, get on board, especially over in South Africa. Get on board. Have a samosa. That's right, in exactly. Durban. I'm sure there's plenty of samosas in Durban. What about my story this week, Bushy? There is no my story this week because we will be talking to. The big guy, Simon Willis, the head coach of the men's Hong Kong China team. He's going to give us the wash up from the unsuccessful Nepal trip. It's going to be a really good interview there. So it's the 8 for 52 podcast. Bot is a bushy. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Anshuman Rath, and you're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast with Bodders and Bushy. All right, know my story this week because we have a very special guest. Men's head coach Simon Willis has joined us. Hello, Simon. Good evening, gentlemen. For the second time on the podcast, the 8 for 52. Yeah, survived the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back for, back for more. Well, the first one was really looking towards Nepal. Today is going to be the after Nepal. Yeah, let's have a little look back and we'll get into the actual World Cup qualifiers soon. But, you know, there was a pre-tour to Nepal where you played Nepal and UAE. Just maybe take us through your perspective of that as the lead-in to the, the big event. 
Yeah, we obviously had a, a few challenges before we went to Nepal with the weather here in Hong Kong. You know, we'd, we'd planned to have a good couple of weeks outdoors uh, playing matches, but obviously with the inclement weather, uh, the floods, etc., we weren't able to get out on grass at all. So that, that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but when we got to Nepal, um, the facilities we had there were, were outstanding. You know, uh, the practice facilities were were, were up there uh, with some of the best um, that we've practiced on. Um, and, and the match wickets were really, really good. So um, it was inevitable that a few of the lads were going to be a little bit off the pace initially. Yeah. Um, part of the reason that uh, we chose to play UAE in Nepal um, is from my perspective as head coach, I wanted to see where we were in relation to those teams. Okay, so we played a lot of the other teams in the rankings around us. Um, we'd only really played UAE, who were above us. So um, we wanted to see where we were at, um, and there were were some challenges. Um, we started slowly. Uh, I think we were a little bit apprehensive, a little bit nervous, because as I said, not not much time on grass. Um, so Nepal, a very well drilled, disciplined team. Um, there's no surprise that they are consistent as they are because of, of that reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say there was any more talent in the group individually. Um, they just had very good game plans and executed them ruthlessly. Um, so the first two games were, were great learnings for us. Um, then obviously we had UAE in a couple of games and game by game we were gradually getting better. Um, with both bat, ball and in the field. Uh, and that obviously resulted in a great performance um, in the fourth game Absolutely. against UAE, uh, where our batters really came to the fore. When, you know, new new uh, recruit, Martin Curtsy, um, played a wonderful evening yeah, up, up the top with an opening partnership of 100 with, with the captain. So, you know, to, to post a score we did with Bubba coming in and, 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 and playing his shots as he can. Uh, was really, really exciting to see. Yeah, from a spectator's point of view, we, we saw that improvement. And you mentioned the wet weather, it was there. You could see that in the first game, a little bit in the second game. But there was that continuous improvement, which, um, which again, from a spectator's point of view, gave us a lot of confidence going into the T20 qualifiers. Was the team feeling the same way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously our first game in the tournament was against Q8. Yeah. And um, to be totally honest, Q8 is a little bit of a, you know, a monkey on our back. Um, we've had some close games against them and, and we got beat in the ACC Premier Cup by them, which cost us, you know, qualification. But when you've got Monty coming in at 9 or 10 or whatever and he can hit the ball all over the park, you're never really home. So it was a good victory. Yeah, they're, they're a dangerous team. Um, but to beat them on the back of UAE, you know, I was I was over the moon, yeah. if truth be known. You yeah. know, it showed, you know, we were, we were going in the right direction. We've got momentum. Um, and the biggest challenge was that that game finished um, in, in the evening and our next game was early the following morning. So right. our recovery and our, our mental approach was going to be really, really crucial for that game. Um, so Bahrain, you know, an, another team that can be dangerous if you're, if you're not on your metal. Uh, and I have to say that was probably my most disappointing day working with this group of players. Right, right. You know, um, we just lacked discipline. I mean, 20 wides. 
Absolutely. You know, we just... You lose by 21. lost by 20. Yeah. 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 There, there are other factors as well. Um, the, but- t- the turning point for me in that game was Essam was bowling. I think it was a drop catch from Zishan. It was a tight chance, but it was behind. If that wicket had gone, they would have been all out for 100. Yet they went on and doubled their score, basically, yeah. from that point. And that was sort of the dagger in the heart with all the bowling at the end as well. They were just, we just sort of lost the point from that halfway mark going forward. Yeah, I, I think, you know, watching from the outside, my most disappointing factor was how people reacted to instances like that. There were other instances, you know, people bowling bad overs or, or making misfields in the outfield. And it, it was as if they lost belief. As if those things, you know, rather than saying, okay, roll your sleeves up, let's get stuck in and never give up, which was a theme of where we were at when when I first arrived in Hong Kong and some of those tight games here that we we got over the line. On that occasion, um, you physically saw people's body language change. So what you're you're saying is, it's like life, right? Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's going to make a mistake on a sporting field. It's not about making the mistake. It's how you react to that mistake. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. that was a disappointing factor was that, uh, you know, you just looked around the field and, and, and one or two players started just to, to think about themselves mm-hmm. rather than actually, how can I give back to the team here? Um, so that was the most disappointing factor. Uh, I don't mind losing as long as, you know, everybody's giving 100%. And on reflection, I'm sure some of those players can can be honest with themselves and say maybe maybe I let things slip there because that was the thing you win against Bahrain it's very simple you're into the semi-final absolutely very simple very straightforward absolutely so there, was a, there was a hell of a lot to play for huge <laughs> huge and that's you know that's that's the surprising factor um, but I said um, when I first started the job it's going to take me six to eight months to really understand where we are as a team um, and understand potentially where the individuals are, uh, um, whether they're hitting their ceiling or whether they've got capacity for growth. Yep. And, yep. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm in a pretty good space with regards to who comes into those boxes now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, obviously disappointing. We still had it in our hands going to play UAE. Uh, so if we beat UAE, we were through. Uh, but unfortunately, yet again, um, you know, our discipline with the ball is, is what let us down. Yeah. If, if we've been really honest about this, consistently um, we are not finishing teams off. And that's not taking wickets. That's just stopping stopping boundaries, if yeah. truth be known. Um, and if you look at our our last eight to ten overs, consistently we're, they're scoring more runs than they should be. Yeah. Um, so we need to be better. Just in that UAE game touched on a little bit before about how we re- how people react to mistakes i think um again from a spectator point of view i seem to notice at times a bit of a lack of match awareness a little bit of a lack of game awareness and i don't really want to call anyone out but i need to make the example of haruna shard off that last ball um went through for one every run was every run was crucial we knew it was going to come down to net run rate and it was going to be tight because the game still hadn't been played it was coming later in the afternoon yeah every run was crucial the last ball was smacked down into cover. He ran through. Not didn't even think about going back for two. Um, whereas, whereas I think it was Yazim at the other end was turned around and was charging for two. So, you know, and end up missing out by three runs. If there's a crazy overthrow or something, who knows? You know, at the end of a T20, anything can happen. So, 
is, is that is that an issue at the moment? Getting them up as far as game awareness is concerned, was that a, was that an issue through the tournament at all? Look, I think, uh, like I said, over the last six to eight months, I've learned a lot about players individually. Um, I said at the start, I wanted to treat everyone like adults yeah. um, and not like school kids. Um, but it's becoming clear that there are certain aspects of the game uh, that need further education. Sure, you know, and that's my my role as a coach now is to try and help players understand their game plans, understand what their roles are. You know, even though we we try to to make that clear, um, it, you know, we need to put more effort into those areas, understanding passages of play better. Um, even simple things like if you're you're on the boundary and the ball goes over the other side of the pitch doesn't mean you're out of the game. Yeah. You know, you run in to back up a potential throw. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, you know, Nepal really did give us a lesson in that in that first in that first game I said everything you're seeing in front of you guys is what I've been trying to explain to you. Yep. So you've seen it for yourself. You've seen it that it works. Um, but it's only you as individuals that can do it yep. no matter how how many plans we have how many times we talk it's you that's got to have the motivation to deliver it yeah and you know we've got some players who want that and we've got some people who might be thinking differently there's one thing i did notice bahrain and uae executed so much better than we did and that's a slower ball taking the pace off the ball and making it hard for us to score, we were chasing runs and we couldn't get the bowl. But when we were bowling late overs, a lot of our pace on the bat um, so they were getting the easy runs. And, and I saw some really good slower deliveries from Azaz Khan, but it was only occasionally and he was, seemed to be the only one really executing him properly. Yeah, I think this comes back to game plan. Um, under pressure, uh, if truth be known, we've panicked. So people will come in with ideas from left field rather than saying, no, this is the plan for this particular batter. We stick to it, you know, and if I don't bowl the ball where it should go, then I take responsibility as a player and I say I do it better next ball. But what we tend to do is we bowl a bad ball and we think, oh, I've got to bowl something else. And in fact, that's more predictable for the batter and easier than than sticking to to executing your best delivery. So this is all part of the education process. You know, Ayo Shukla and Nazarul Arana are probably the two bowlers that are really buying into what we're trying to do. Ayush up front, uh, particular, you know, is now looking you know, a quality uh, opening bowler in the power play, taking wickets to both right-handers and left-handers because he's very clear in what he's trying to execute. You know, he's he's not not complicating it. And he's still so young as well. Well, both of of them are. Nazarul are young as well, right? Both of them are, and they've both got different strengths. You know, Nazarul has got pace, uh, but he's also got a very dangerous Yorker. Um, so that's why you know his his role is to come in and bowl in the middle overs and death. Yeah. Um, and the more opportunity he gets to do that, um, he will foul because bowling at the death, you're either a hero or a villain. Yep. Um, and but the more experience he gets of doing that, the better he's going to get at it. And you know, uh, we need to have two or three bowlers who can execute confidently either in the first power play or, or the death overs. And then ideally, you want another two or three putting pressure on them for their spots in the team, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that you know, that's that's something that's come out of it now is that, you know, I'm going to 
start to look at uh, some younger bowlers. Um, not necessarily younger, sorry. So it's any other bowlers who can do the job that we sure. require. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to invest some time in that um, when I come back in the new year. All right. Um, and, and, and try and see if we can, can develop a, a group of bowlers, not just the two or three that are playing in the team. Very important because injuries will happen, etc. So, look, okay, missed out. No one's going to the West Indies or the USA, right? <laughs> Certainly not Bushy and his budgie smugglers, so there is upside to it. Very sad. Mm. Let's put the past in the past. And thanks for sharing that with us. No problem. What's next steps as far as... Um, I noticed the Challenge League qualifiers are being played in, in February. Do you know yet when the next tier of the Challenge League starts, the 50-over stuff? Yeah, so we've been told uh, that after the World Cup, the groups will be um, informed, even though the, the last few places are in February. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll understand that. And then I believe it's it's around those groups sitting down and talking to one another about who potentially wants to host yeah. in what years, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. a little bit of a process to go through. Uh, but I think challenge, you, you're probably looking at June onwards yeah. next Which year starting. from I that think, point of view. I think when we spoke to you last time, you were talking about potential games in January and March, if I had that right. Yeah, so, so from our point of view, uh, the senior men's team will have uh, a triangular uh, tournament at the end of January. Brilliant. Okay, here, team here in Hong Kong. Here in Hong Kong, yeah. So yeah, uh, teams still to be negotiated. We, we've approached uh, some of our top targets, should yeah. we say? Um, you know, there is a bit of strategy behind it from a point of view of ranking points and everything else. Sure. So, so we've got a priority list for that. Um, and then in March, again, last week of March, I think it is, we'll have a T20I quadrangular in Hong Kong as well. So those are the the two next. Big ones. Uh, the other, the other opportunity for uh, players outside this group potentially could be the East Asia Cup. Yep. So we're looking at that as well. Um, hopefully in February. But oh, again, right. that's you know. So hopefully it's going to be cricket all the way through. Well, stack of cricket. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and the team needs <clears throat> it. Yeah. More game time. Yeah. Absolutely. Home and away. You know. So we're looking to. We've got the ACC um, T20 Premier as well after April the 12th, so we don't know the exact date there. Um, so that's going to be another major tournament for us to go to. So hopefully we can try and get some kind of prep tour um, Brilliant. So you can take all, to that. all the learnings from those World Cup qualifiers. It's not going to be a long hiatus until it's back in and putting the learnings into practice, right? Yeah, Which absolutely. is fantastic. That's what you want, yeah? Well, it gives guys, you know, they come back now, time to reflect. Uh, we'll start training next week again. Um, but then you've got Premier club cricket kicking yeah. in. So it gives guys a chance to find some form, gives other players a chance to put their hands up, which I'm really looking forward to getting around and watching and, and, and seeing who does what. Um, and yeah, gives us a good opportunity to, to have a look at the squad come January. Just on that, I'm not going to ask for an opinion. I'm just going to make a statement as far as Premier League cricket is concerned. I struggle with and grappled with for years of being in Hong Kong, of having Sunday League cricket and then Premier League cricket still played at a club level. So you basically got two Sunday leagues, if you like. There might be two players swap across into the Premier League teams, etc. I just see that All-Stars running around. Why can't the All-Stars become the Premier League? You, be, you make Premier League non-club based. You've got the two teams with the grounds who dominate, and there'll be politics involved. Well, bollocks to politics. 
for the good of the game, we need continuous improvement as far as structure is concerned and playing at the best against the best at a higher level. Maybe expand it out to four or five teams. Anyway, that's my opinion. I'll take the opportunity to put it forward. If it's taken you that long to work that out, I haven't even been here eight months, so... <laughs> there you go. I can assure you there this you is not the first time I've heard this opinion. No, it's been, uh, it's been shared for, hey, a, co- look, for a couple it, of years, but it, I'll put it public now. You know, one of my big things is we, we've got to provide the players with the best opportunity to develop, you know, and at times you need to review things, competitions, whatever else, and, uh, you know, we want to work with the clubs as much as we can. And, you know, I'm very open to anybody's views and opinions. Well, I just don't think it's a positive for cricket in Hong Kong having two teams effectively stacked, yeah? And that's what we've got. Mm. If you can spread that talent around and have mates against mates playing in that all-stars environment, just call it Premier League and put two more teams in there. You've seen half of that under-19 squad that just went through couldn't get into the Premier League team, so they didn't Mm. get exposed to Premier League because they're playing at the big clubs, right? Um, So... Yeah, continuous improvement. That's yep. what it should be, right? Just everyone looking at it from, from different directions. And, um, yeah. All right. Now, Bodders is going to get suspended for another week. but um, I got suspended like last week, evidently. Yeah, he was abusing the ICC. Now he's going to take <laughs> over Cricket Hong Kong. Um, succession plans for some of your players in the national team. I mean, you do have a number of players over 30. Is there a succession plan being put in place to bring in people? Not, look. I, st- I, I think Asan Khan's probably bowling the best he's ever bowled and might bowl until he's 50, but he is very close to 40 and there's a few others in their mid-30s. Is there a rebuild looking towards youth or are we just continuing to replace players as they come and go? Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful with terminology. Um, you always have succession planning because players get injured. Yeah. So I think I've mentioned about depth of squad. Uh, that's the critical factor for me is that I've got a group of what I call bench players initially. Uh, and if they get their opportunities and they take their opportunities, then, you know, it's evolution, not revolution as far as I'm concerned. So um, you, you must always have one eye on the future. Uh, but for me, you can only control what's in front of you now. Uh, you did mention in the SCMP article, <coughs> Anas Khan and Shiv. So they were two players who at the Asian Games put their hands up, mm. you know, they were outstanding, you know, given Shiv's age at 15 and, and Anas, you know, to come out of club cricket and mm. bowl as consistently as he did. He was wonderful, absolutely Did it wonderful. in all-stars all as well, you know, you know, full credit to them and that's what I want players to know out there that um, the door's not closed. Um, this group of players has been together for a little while um, and, you know, over the last eight months, it, it's become clearer that uh, that maybe we need to look in a different direction for, for one or two places. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's not, uh, as I say, it's not revolution. It's going to be, you know, what do we need? Um, and if players are performing and in form, then, you know, they, they're going to put their cases forwards. One of the, um, one of the things with, with the travel and the next three-year cycle, you're going to need a large squad to, to pick from just through basic injuries as well. But something that all Cricket Hong Kong coaches and selectors grapple with is some of the players have full-time jobs at the same time, which some tours immediately rules them out. So they're not even available for selection, let alone selectors yeah. consider them. Um, have you found that an, an issue early as far as just availability of, of players? Uh, or, or training wise, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it, it's like any new um, 
new job. You're, you're learning as you go along. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done a lot of listening, yeah. um, trying to understand people's different circumstances, and that's why the Asian Games group was was pretty unique for me to have 10 players I'd never really seen play yeah. and have to try and get them to mould into a team was quite quite an interesting challenge. But but look, ideally, you know, the teams we're playing against, Oman, UAE, they're full-time. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're playing poof, double the amount of cricket that we are. So we have to give ourselves the best chance, all right? And to do that, uh, you know, for me, I need hungry determined people yep that's that's number one yeah you know so if you can do that alongside your job and and meet the demands of the modern game you know and, and fitness is part of that of you know and that was one strength about our our group you know we got through the whole tournament without an injury yeah you know and the niggle that Nazrul Rana got in the Asian games he was back quicker than expected so that's part of all the hard work that they've done. And um, we were quicker in the field, even though we made mistakes. We were a lot sharper. Um, we got to balls that we wouldn't have got to. You know, the great catch by Yasin Matatsa oh, at his age, diving forwards. You know, the, the, you know the the work that Anshaman Raf did on the boundary to get up. You know, that, oh, that was amazing. That wouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, three months ago, four yeah, months ago. Right. So, so those are the trends that we need. Um, if guys can can commit to that, um, then you know nobody's out out of the question. That's brilliant, Simon. I mean, you know, enormous positives come out of disappointment. Yeah, yeah it's a matter sure. of, of you know adapting to that as you go forward. You can have a lot of cricket. Uh, I think you know having year. having home series as well. Yeah, you know there are no prep tours for home series, so that 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 makes life a little bit easier for some. Open the door. Yeah, it might be that some players say, you know what, I want to go down one format of the game. You know, because of holiday sure. availability, so then they can do prep tours for that that particular format of the game. So, I want the best players available. Yeah. You know, and if they live in New Zealand or they live in the UK or they live in Hong Kong, as long as they're hungry, determined, you know, I, I want to know about them. Was that a call out to get Mark Chapman back? No, but there's three other boys <laughs> yes, in New Zealand who uh, who would be very handy if they're available. I yes, can tell you true. that. Those boys down there, you won't get chappy until, you know, maybe if he what, lose, gets out of the New Zealand side at 32, sits <laughs> yeah. on the sideline for three or four years, he might get him back in his late yeah. 30s, who knows, it's been a long time, I won't be doing this podcast <laughs> then. Simon, absolute pleasure um, to have you with us again, really appreciate your time and um, look, 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 we are looking forward to the new year very, very positively. I am now, for the four straight yeah, months. Of very, <laughs> very, very positively, there's a lot to play for in uh well, in the games leading up to the 50-over tournaments when they start and qualification for one-day international. And with the T20s on a two-year cycle now, it's going to come around very quick again. Uh, the, the next World Cup qualifiers, You know, right? the cricket landscape's moving really, really yeah. quickly. And, you know, just in discussions with the other head coaches um, at the tournament, you know, everybody wants to play. So, yeah. you know, from our point of view, it's an exciting time to be involved. Yes, there are disappointments, but we've got to learn from them. And at the moment, it isn't our time. But who's to say that uh, with a little bit of hard work and a couple of changes, it can't be our time in, in the near future? No disagreement from us at the podcast. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> Enjoy your holidays, which are coming up shortly. Thank and you. I'll obviously chat again in January before the next tournament. Without a doubt. Look forward to Thanks that. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Bye-bye. It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Botters. Outs and ends. We had eight games last weekend. 
No Sunday Division 2, but all other three divisions represented. Let's kick it off with Saturday Division 2, the LSW Thunder. We're up against the Triple C Hung C out of PKVR Park. Only one win going into this one, the Thunder. And Hung C themselves yet to register a win. Uh, Thunder batted first and didn't really get off to a great start. They were 5 for 2. And 64 for 5, Yoga Sath came in at 6 and hit a lovely 56 to take the Thunder to 9 for 166 after their 35 overs. Quick shout-out for Henry Sue with the ball, who did the early damage and ended up with three wickets. 166 was way too much for Hung Si, and they were rolled for 110. Bobby Chan's 36, the only score of note. Praveen Kumar, who was the eighth bowler used for the Thunder, he took a Michelle. He got a Pfeiffer, 5 for 17, to wrap up Hung Si's tail very swiftly. Hung Si remained winless. Two wins now for the Thunder. Why is Kumar coming on as the eighth bowler? What's the skipper doing? Comes on eighth bowler and takes five. We've got to get him on early. Well, get Praveen on early next week. See where he bowls next week. All right. India Club Shuraz versus Kai Tak out of Cam Tin. What an exciting clash this was. An all-important mid-table clash. Normally big scores out here. Kai Tak bat first. No half centuries. Vishnu Patharasathari. Top scores with 40 off 45. Lee Moore, the captain, the opener, and the keeper. Scored 35, and Kaitak were all out off the last ball of the 35th for 188. Now, it's not a massive score at Cam 10. Uwas Raham, huge with the ball, though. Six for 27 off his seven overs. Then Patharasari did it with a bat, and then he did it with the ball. He removes both openers and the number three, and the Shuras are in trouble. Chasing 188, that was seven for 75. Eight for 88, and nine for 103. Now, someone forgot to tell Uwas Raham... And Sudaz Muhammad at numbers 10 and 11. Bushy Muhammad comes out, scored a 57 not out off 24 balls with seven sixes. But when his mate Rahman was removed for 26, the Shuras were all out. Just two runs short on 186. What an absolute ripper. Pathasarathi ended up with four for 19. What a cracking game. Cracking game out of Camp 10. Not often we say that. No, exactly. But wrap up. Div 2 with the HKU up against Laguna Gully. This was a gin drinkers, this one. Comfortable 44 run here, win here for HKU. Ashwin Dakania top scored, batting first for HKU with 61 not out. He came in at number three as HKU posted 194. Malay Meta, the pick of the bowlers for Laguna. He got a Pfeiffer. Another Michelle, 5 for 34 off six overs after being the eighth bowler. What's what? going on the magic Hello. of the eighth bowler? Yeah. This is something about that. Tremendous. Tremendous. So they got 194. The eighth bowler takes five for what happened next, Bushy? In reply, Laguna Gully was six for four oh, of hell. three overs. Uh, less than ideal start. Some recovery in the lower middle order with Aji Chako, 47, and Naf Abdul, 43. But they were never really in the hunt and all out for 150. Mm, Laguna Gully, they have a loss there. Batting leaderboard. Roxanne Rajan, HKU, he remains top. He's got 220 at 73. Hamad. Muhammad Khan from the USRC Tigers second with 188 at 94. Hamza Jawad, Saracens, 170. Tick over 56. Bowling leaderboard, Vishnu Patharasathari after a great weekend. He's leading with 11 wickets. Henry Su, Hung Si, Tiran Ranasinghe, HKU, Asad Ashfaq. And the Lancers, they've all got 10. What's the table bush in Div 2? Well, it's tight. I'll tell you right now, it's tight at the top. 
Both on seven points, USRC Tigers and Hong Kong University Cricket Club just separated by 0.6 net run rate at the top. Uh, in third, a couple of teams on six, in fact, the SEC Lancers and the Little Saiwan Leaders, a couple on five, Kai Tak and HKCC Witherers, a couple on four, India Club Suryas and Little Saiwan Thunder, a couple on three points. It's the Centaurs and Laguna Gully. And down the bottom, the Saracens from Kowloon on two points and Craig and Gower Hung Si yet to record any points there on zero. Yeah, it's starting to take shape now, right? It, looking at that, obviously two teams get promoted. Very important. USAC Tigers on top. They're well placed. Seven points. Only played four games. HKU have played the extra game. So still a lot to play for as we come up near the halfway mark there. Div 2 now on to Div 1. ICC, IC Hindi Club Yachters, LSW Sky Warriors out at Mission Road. Both the Yachters and the Sky Warriors went into this one, both having lost only one match. It's out at Mission Road, as I said, and with the Sky Warriors batting first, they put on quite a score. Actually, no half centuries, but lots of contributions. Open a Pranav Shah, a quick fire, 44 off 31. Khan Bajadia was run out for 48, and Monadar, a 41 off just 17 balls at the back end of the innings, Bushy. For the Yotters, uh, Tanaj Panwa opening with 34 off 23, got them off to a flyer. But second top scorer was Ankur Vishita on 30, Rahul Samus on 29, and that was about it. And the Yotters all out for 155, losing by 83 ones. You picked the Yotters. They got flogged. Mm, I picked the Sky Warriors. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick the last winners of all the way through and you haven't read them uh, out, right? You're only going for the ones I got beaten in. <laughs> yeah? uh, That's probably right. Some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is yeah. a selective We're into Div here. 1 now, so I'm Anyway, just, let's move on. It to took the, me a while to find the tips, yeah, to be honest. Get on to the Gap Ramblers and the PACC Rising Stars up the hill. The favourites, the Gap Ramblers, favourites for the title. They took on the strong PACC Rising Stars. Rising Stars batted first and a lovely 57 for Hafiz Khan. Came in at number three. He held the innings together. He was actually the seventh wicket out. His teammates were falling around, falling all around him. But a 28 from Rana Shoab and a 22 from Alian gets them to a respectable 158. I want to tell you what, Bushy, I was very sad to see one of my favourite players, probably the favourite player of mine in Hong Kong, Madasa Khan, miss out with a bat. But I tell you what, he's a champion. He's going to be back. He'll get runs later in the season for sure. Curry and Longstein both took three for the Ramblers. They got off to a solid start, but two quick wickets, including Shiv Mather for a golden duck, had them under some pressure. Meadows, 46, bolster 30, and a 22 not out from Andrew Sharma was enough to see them home in the 34th over. Yeah, pretty professional display, chasing down 158 up there by the look of it. Did it with time and did it in the 34th over, down to the derby. I just yeah, point out, you did point out, you did pick the gap, Ramblers. I did, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, don't worry about my selection in this one, which there is the derby at uh, KCC, the Crusaders up against the Tartars. And uh, you called this one. I did a little few cameos in and out, but you were there for the whole whole time. Massive numbers. Watching this game was fantastic. An early wicket for the Crusaders, bowling first, and a slow run rate to drinks for the Tartars. Had the Crusaders very confident, I would say, at drinks. Then Charlie Walsh accelerated. Dusty, a great knock from Dusty. Ended up with 85 off 83, and he was well supported by Taron Longani. He ended up 59 off 90, and the Tartars ended up posting 6 for 203. 
a little bit more than the Crusaders would have wanted. Dash Vora, 4 for 41. The leading wicket-taker for the Crusaders. Yeah, the Crusaders tried hard, but were always behind the run rate and never really looked likely. Samul Shah, 31 off 68. Samad Khan, 36 off 47. And Dash Vora not only did it with the ball, but came in for a cameo late and hit 32 to be the second top store off 24 deliveries to get the Crusaders to a respectable 164 without threatening to win at any point. Who'd you pick again? Yeah, Crusaders. Yeah, I picked the Tardis. I'll tell you what, that little knock from Vora could be more important at the end of the season than you think when it comes to uh, net run rate. I mean, they were going to get flogged at one point, the Crusaders, and uh, they ended up, they lost respectably in the end. Batting leaderboard, Div 1, Pranav Shah from the LSW Sky Warriors. He's at the top with 178 at 44. Samad Khan still in the top three. He's running second. He's from KCC, of course, 177 at 59, and Khan Bajadia, 118 at 59. Bowling leaderboard, Dash Vora with those wickets on the weekend from the Crusaders. He goes top with nine. Harris Muhammad, he's from the Sky Warriors. He's second with eight. And again, a couple of Sky Warriors in third. Devendra Singh and Parent Shah, LSW Sky Warriors third, both on seven. Table Bushy. Hong Kong Cricket Club, Gap Ramblers up top. Five, played five, one three, two abandoned, eight points. Only one point clear now of the Sky Warriors who are really putting together a good season. Three wins and one loss. The Tartars, with that win over their uh, clubhouse mates, four games, two wins, one loss, five points in third place on net run rate. Also on five points, the USRC Lions. On four points, it's the Charlie Bears, and then a stack of teams on three points. Punjab Lions, the Hong Kong Cricket Club Nomads, Lama Cricket Club, and Pakistan Association Cricket Club Rising Stars. And down the bottom, both on two points, just separated by negative net run rates. Kowloon Cricket Club Crusaders and CCC Jin Sung. Yeah, relegation on the line here. Crusaders and Jin Sung down the bottom on two points. But you look at it realistically, they're only two points out of fifth spot, right? So it's still very tight from there down. Also, interestingly, looking at that table, given the games played are a little bit skew if at this point, USRC Lions are going a lot better than it looks. They've only played three on five points. If they win two Gap Ramblers have played five. They'll actually be in front of the Gap Ramblers, so they're, they're going really well. A bit of that going on in the, that table, so yeah. that's good. Very tight. It's worse in this one, Sunday Division 1, where we had two big matches on the weekend, LSW versus the USRC Vagabonds, the promoted Vagabonds. Um, LSW going to this one, they've been having a tough run. Five games, which is half their season, and they haven't had a win. Granted, there's been three abandons in that, so weather hasn't looked after them. Uh, They've been up against the promoted Vagabonds who've had one win in their three games so far. So LSW bat first, and they're rolled bushy. Experienced Tanvir Ahmad top scoring with a patient 34 in the middle order, and no one else over 20. LSW all out for 133 in the 38th. Vagabonds in reply didn't have it all their own way, but when opener Tanuj Panwar was dismissed at 2 for 77 with a 64 or 37, they were very well placed. Then they lost regular wickets, but ran down the total in the 35th, grabbing a important victory for the Vagabonds. Yeah, that's a big win for the bag of Vagabonds there against LSW, and uh, we'll get to the table soon and see what that all means. Uh, PACC Elite versus the Scorpions. Now, Bushy, before we get into this one, this is one I do remember. Well known in Hong Kong cricket circles, you are a PACC man through and through. Yes, correct. You tip the Scorpions, yeah? Just to be uh, contrary, as you, for the first time in history picked PACC. I tip who I think is going to win. What happened up the hill? PACC went into this game having six matches already with a couple of wins. Scorpions, ridiculously, only played two matches due to constant rescheduling. Um, 
PACC bat first, and there were runs everywhere. 66 from Manjinder Singh. He top-scored half-century opening for Haseen Muhammad, 56. Also a 42 to Isan Nawaz, and PACC finished their 50 overs, 8 for 298, and they were under strength, of course, with no national players. Of course, the Scorpions were also under strength, and they lost by more than 100. Ninad Shah top with 41, David Jakir 28 not out, not much else, and the Scorpions are all out for 196. Another Michelle, we've had a series of them this last weekend. Uh, five for, for Hassan Mohammed Khan, five for 27 off nine overs, and a huge win for Pack Elite. Yeah, that is a big win for them. Well done to them. Batting leaderboard, Kinchit Shah, 130 at 65. Only played a few matches. Manjinder Singh, 118 at 39. Azaz Khan, he's only batted once. Big century, 110. Bowling leaderboard, Luke Jones started the season well. He sits atop the wicket table with seven. Mohamed Shoaib and Isan Nawaz from PACC both have six. What does the table look like? Bushy. Well, Pack Elite with that win over the very much fancied Scorpions. Uh, top of the table on nine points, but that said... They've played seven games now, so three wins, one loss, three abandoned for their nine. In second place, the KCC Templars played five, two wins, three abandons for seven. Then you've got USRC Elite. Uh, they've played five, just the one win, but a few abandons get them up to five points. And then a stack of teams on three points. Scorpions played three, one, one, loss, one, abandoned, one for three points. The USRC Vagabonds, the promoted Vagabonds played four. One win, two losses, and one uh, abandoned. And on the bottom still, Little Saiwan Cricket Club, no wins, three losses, but three abandons get them to three points. I, don't, I just don't get how this is allowed, right? Pakistan have played seven games largely without their internationals. Scorpions have played three games largely without their internationals because they've been rescheduling them all. Um, the table looks a mess. Scorpions, notionally, if they start winning, they're on top probably. Um... I just don't get it. Anyway, it is what it is. Pakistan on top, but they're not really. Um, and I think that is it. There was no Division 2, so that's it for the outs and ins for this week, Bushy. It's time for ins and outs. With all the weekend senior games covered, here's Botters. Ins and outs. Pretty quiet weekend, actually, Bushy, this weekend because of the corporate sixes at KCC, both on Saturday and Sunday. So if anyone's looking for a bit of sixes cricket to watch... It's on. It's going to be on YouTube. Um, yeah, what do we got? Five games, two Saturday Div 1, two Saturday Div 2, and just the one game, which is Scorpions versus USRC. It might be rescheduled. Who knows? Um, Saturday Div 2, Kaitak versus USRC. Tigers. What do you reckon, Bushy? Kaitak versus it's Tigers. Yeah. What's that? What division are we in again? Div 2. I'm going to go with the Tigers. Okay, okay. I'm going to go Kaitak. I like the boys at Kaitak. I think they'll beat the Tigers. Centaurs versus the Lancers. Mm, GDB. Yeah. I'll give a shout-out to the Lancers. Yeah, Lancers for me also. Smart tip. India Club Yodders back into Division 1. We are now. India Club Yodders versus the Charlie Bears. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Charlie Bears. Okay. You like the Bears? I do like the Bears. I'm with the Yodders. Um, then the Nomads versus the Punjab Lions. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Should be a good game. I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, I am as well. I like them. I think they'll, I think they'll win that one. Then Sunday, if it's on, uh, up at HKCC, Scorpions versus USRC Elite. Now, they should have back 
full teams, correct? Everyone should be back. Yeah. yeah. So I am picking the Scorpions yeah. for this one. Yeah. I'm assuming everyone's back. We'll, uh, well, I'll go Scorpions as well. They'll, they'll win easy up there if uh, if all their players are back. All right, well, that's it for the main part of ins and outs, but we've got something really more special to discuss. Uh, those once-a-year things, Bushy. What have we got going on? We have the DLA Piper All-Stars Series, Women's T20 Series, starting on Friday, three massive games. It's always the same two teams, the Balhinia Stars versus the Jade Jets. It's yep. just a mix, a bit like we did with the Men's All-Stars. Put all the best players in Hong Kong into a pile and then divvy them up. Beautiful. But, as we mentioned in the intro, there's uh, a special twist this year. They've got international players in the All-Stars. Four international players are coming in to each side. There's two from Nepal, one from Malaysia, one from Japan. Three of them were here at KCC for fair break. I mean, we've got some real talent coming in. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. It's going to be live. It's going to be live on Cricket Hong Kong uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And given that I checked yesterday, there's a geo block on it in India. I'm assuming it's on Fancode. Fancode as well. So is it just the two games they're playing? Is it T20s? Three games. So there's a Friday game, 2 p.m. Yep. A Saturday morning game, 9 p.m. Yep. And a Sunday game at 2 p.m. as well. You and Jay dancing Singhani, commentary team? Friday and Saturday, it's me and Jay. And I think I'm flying solo Sunday afternoon. So uh, it's all going to be live and it's going to be great. The two teams, the, the captain of uh, Cricket Hong Kong women's team, Carrie Chan will lead one team, and the vice captain Natasha Miles will lead the other. That's awesome, absolutely awesome. So get out there if you like. Get out to Mission Road and have a look. Have a look at the ladies' cricket. It's going, uh, it's going gangbusters here in Hong Kong. Fantastic, and some international players coming in as well. That's awesome, awesome. Yep, it's all going to be live. Come check it out. That's the ins and outs for this week. All right, aeroplane time, Sky Plaza Road time. Again, T20 World Cup qualifiers in Nepal. They're behind us, Bushy. We had Simon Willis, head coach, on earlier, and it was a great interview, wasn't it? Yep, fantastic. We're now in the debrief out on the road. Yeah, we're in, um, we're in safe hands with Simon Willis. There's absolutely no doubt about that. There's going to be a hell of a lot of men's cricket in the new year, as was covered, but uh, not a lot for now. So, But I tell you what, there's a hell of a lot of women's cricket coming up. Very important too, Bushy. Yes, big international tournament. It was going to be our exclusive. We recorded part of this podcast on a Wednesday, and it would have been an exclusive, but we do another part of the podcast, this one, on a Thursday. The news is already out, but it is exclusive to this podcast at it's least. It's exclusive to podcasts globally, Bushy. Yes, this is true. There's probably not another podcast that's got this information out yet there is an international women's t20 tournament next week starting next wednesday and it's not where you normally think it's not a tin kong road recreation ground tin drinkers bay it is not a tin drinkers <laughs> bay thank goodness cam tin no <laughs> oh thank goodness it's up the hill up the hill beautiful international awesome. cricket at hong kong cricket Club. oh that's tremendous and it starts on wednesday the 15th of november first game 9 30 a.m Big teams coming. Yeah, who's coming? We've got Japan versus Nepal in the first game. Yeah. And then the second game at 2 p.m., Hong Kong, China, our team, will be against Tanzania. Oh, fantastic. And one of the off-record, the, off, uh, Simon Willis was telling us that Tanzania are some big hitters. Oh, I think they're a tremendous side. Nepal, of course, they're awesome. So that's going to be a great hit out for the Hong Kong, China ladies. Yep, a big tournament. And it's two games on Wednesday, two games on Thursday, two games on Saturday. There's a rest day on the Friday. And then the finals, Sunday the 19th, 
third place at 9.30am and the final between first and second will be 2pm. I'll be calling every single one of those games. And every single one of those games is at HKCC? Every single so game. get up there everyone, all your listeners, get up to HKCC and have a look and support the ladies. That's a fantastic tournament. Yeah, big teams, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Starting Wednesday the 15th, we'll give a wrap-up next week and we'll also have a special guest as my story next week tied into the international tournament coming up at HKCC. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. I think that's it for Sky Plaza Road, isn't it? We're done. Okay. Get the baggage. We're going home. And now it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Bushy's birthday bonanza. Bushy, the highlight of my week, the highlight of the listeners' week, the people in South Africa, everyone around the world, the USA, UK, and always the boys in Hong Kong and the ladies in Hong Kong love to hear their birthdays read out. Who we got this week? Bushy. Uh, oh, okay, so I've got, to, I've got to tell you a story. We haven't got a database problem again, have we? No, the database is fine. Now, usually we put the podcast out on a Friday, mm. but this week we're going early because the Women's All-Stars T20 starts on Friday, mm. so we're putting it out on Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. So this Friday is Rajab Hussain's birthday from Little Saiwan, but we mentioned that last we did, week. We did him last week. Right, yeah. so you so want we'll me to run through the rest? Run, run through them all. Please, Bushy's birthday bonanza. I don't have Come any. on, mate, what have we got? I've got none. There's a week between birthdays. Yes, the next birthday's on the 17th. We could have scrapped this segment, Bushy. (laughs) No! Well, we could have, but I mean, it's in the the program. It's in my run sheet. I've got nothing. Anyone? Anyone out there? Well, it's not going to help because (laughs) I was just about to say, please (laughs) reach out if it's your birthday if you're not in the database. Oh, well... This has been of 11, 11 episodes. This has the, been the best Bushy's Birthday Bonanza <laughs> that we've had. That's it for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. It might be back next week. I'm, Let's see. I'm sorry. Hi, this is Atik Iqbal, Rahman, Captain of KCC Infidels, and you're listening to 852 Podcast with Boris and Bushy. Well, that's it for another exciting episode of the 8 for 52 podcast, Potters. Episode 11 done, almost at the end of two overs. Yeah, a really good one, actually, as well. I really enjoyed it. We got a lot covered, of course. The Simon Willis interview was fantastic. Uh, outs and ins last week, a few big games. Tables starting to take shape in all four divisions. Bushy, I like it, even though Div 1's all over the place because of the rescheduling of Scorpions game. But that'll come together over the next couple of weeks. Moving the Premier League in the not-too-distant future as well. We'll be covering that, of course, on the 8 for 52. We will. I'll be calling it as well. Yeah, ins and outs, big games this weekend. Uh, none of the Cowling Cricket Club teams playing because of the uh, corporate sixes, which we, uh, as we touched on earlier, we're going to be caught jesters down there from <laughs> early in the morning. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm basically banned from even announcing until 11 a.m., I've been told. loud. Yeah. That's why I'm on the early shift. Yeah. I'll bring a bit of culture early in the morning around yeah. breakfast time. I'm not allowed to uh, pump the music until 11 a.m. I'll let the lunatic loose in the afternoon. That's it. Well, I mean, I'm mixing and matching. I've, I'm very busy. You've just got to sit down there in court, Jester. Mm. On Saturday morning, I'm calling game two of the DLA Piper All-Stars Women's T20 with the international stars yeah, in it. Your, your exclusives. Yeah, they're great. And um, so then I do that, and then I come down here court jester go to sleep wake up come back do the court gesturing on sunday morning then go to ting kong road recreation ground to call game three look there's plenty of cricket to watch and please get out and support that all stars this weekend out of mission road it's uh it's free entry speaking of which 
after Game 3 of the Women's All-Stars, I'm going to record next week's My Story guest. And I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's a big one. The groundsman? Just him. Yeah. Uh, I owe him a lighter. <laughs> uh, no, it's not just him. Last time a- I saw that, it was behind the screen. Um, the sight screen. Yeah, I, I found it again. I've yeah. got to take it back on Friday and yeah. give it back to him. Anyway, right. he's not the uh, My Story guest next week. You'll find out next week in the podcast, but I'll be recording that after I've done everything else all right, over all the right, weekend. We're very, very busy. And, of course, we've got the exclusive about the International uh, Women's Tournament yeah, coming up next really week. that's really good. Up at HKCC, right? Tanzania. Yeah, yeah. Plus good. Japan. No, plus, plus Nepal. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's, that's huge. It's all going to be broadcast. It is going to be broadcast, and I'm pretty sure you can go down and watch it as well up oh, on the course. hill. Of it's course. going to be lovely. No, it'll be lovely. Um, so th- I, I think there'll be four games in by the time we put the podcast out next week. So We'll have a lot of that covered. Yeah, I'll be exhausted. Beautiful, beautiful. And busy man. As is everybody, you know who's busy? On the walk. Veer. A Veer Thacker. <laughs> Making cakes. And doing some samosas. So go check that out. We talked about it in the intro. Young man plays cricket, plays his cricket in Hong Kong, and then on his days off when he's not at school or playing cricket or training, he's making uh, YouTube videos. Cooking. Great channel. Cooking with a veer. One word. C-O-O-K-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-A-V-E-E-R. What about Movember? Movember, very, very important. The Movember campaign for men's mental health. Make sure if you are raising money, let us know so we can give you a plug. And if you're not raising money, make sure you donate to somebody who is. Yeah, it's really important. Everyone put their hands in their pockets and uh, put money to a good cause. It's not just growing mows this year as well. It's all about you can do some exercise, like rack up 200 kilometres and stuff. So, Chico's doing that. Yeah, I know. I assume you are as well, yeah? Uh, no. Oh, he's just going to grow the mow? No, I'm shaving it off tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Well done. I'm a, I'm a donator, okay. not a uh, participant. Good on you, mate. Put your hand in the pocket. I'm doing exactly the same. Well, that's fantastic. That basically brings us to an end, I think, mate. Episode yeah. 11. Fantastic. Another one in the books. What are we called? 8 for 52 podcast. Yeah, this is the 8 for 52 podcast with Bollers and Bushy, and we will be back next week. See ya. The 8 for 52 theme song is the coin toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Trip Ahead Limited. Copyright 2023.